Hello, this is Saeed Zaman from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 10th of April. The Supreme Court today dismissed two petitions that challenged the Delhi High Court's judgments regarding recruitment under the Agnipas scheme, PTI reported. Back in February, the Delhi High Court had dismissed a group of petitions that questioned the constitutionality of the short-term military recruitment program under the Agnipas scheme. One of the petitions that the Supreme Court heard today challenged this move by the High Court. The other plea in the Apex Court sought directions to complete the recruitment process that had been initiated before the introduction of the Agnipas scheme. A bench comprising Chief Justice D.Y. Chandrachud and Justices P.S. Narsimha and J.B. Pardiwala stated that candidates who were selected through previous recruitment processes such as rallies, physical and medical tests for the defence forces before the Agnipas scheme was introduced do not have a guaranteed right to employment. The Agnipas scheme was officially introduced in June of last year. It defined the regulations for the recruitment of individuals into the armed forces. The scheme is designed to recruit individuals between the ages of 17 and a half and 21 into the armed forces for a four-year duration, with an option to retain 25% of them for an additional 15 years. The launch of the Agnipa scheme caused a lot of public demonstrations across many areas of the country, especially given the increasing levels of unemployment and inflation. A significant number of job aspirants voiced their concerns, stating that the program fails to provide pensions and social security benefits for Agnivirs who may find themselves jobless after their four-year service period. Activists from the Karnataka Rakshana Vedike took to the streets today to protest Amul's recent announcement to supply milk and curd in Bengaluru, Indian Express reported. Amul's planned entry into the Karnataka market is being mainly opposed by the Karnataka Milk Federation or the KMF which sells dairy products in the state under the brand name Nandini. The proposal by Amul has stirred up a controversy in pole-bound Karnataka with opposition parties such as the Congress and JDS accusing the BJP of trying to undermine the state's companies and banks. Nonetheless, the BJP has denied any such claims and stated that there is no plan to merge the two milk unions. Meanwhile, protesters from the Karnataka Rakshana Vedike threw Amul products on the road. They condemned the alleged conspiracy by the union government to merge the KMF with Amul. The activists also threatened to prevent the sale of all Amul products in the state if the company did not back down. However, the police intervened to stop the protesters and detain some of them. Listeners, the Bharatiya Janata Party is today the most dominant political force in India, with two consecutive landslide victories in the Lok Sabha and a march to power in several states. But what's the backstory behind the BJP's enduring rise? and who are the faces who cemented its formidable organization to know more tune into the first episode of our new podcast let's talk about bjp we are able to bring you such podcasts and stories because we are funded by you and not by corporations or the government your support is all we ask for if you aren't a subscriber already become one today subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free our subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month The Delhi police has booked the organizers of a quote-unquote Hindu Rashtra panchayat held in the northeast district of the national capital for not obtaining permission to hold the meeting PTI reported The event was held on Sunday where members of the United Hindu Front demanded the creation of a Hindu Rashtra and action against those who perpetuate love jihad The event was held in the same region where communal riots had erupted in 2020 leaving 53 persons dead and more than 700 injured The organizers of the event included Bharatiya Janata Party leader and Hindu United Front chief Jay Bhagwan Goel, BJP parliamentary board member and former union minister Satyanarayan Jatia, and former North Delhi mayor Avtar Singh. 
During the event, Goel urged the crowd that no Hindu should sell or rent out their houses or shops to members of other religions. The BJP leader expressed his desire to turn India into a Hindu Rashtra before the centenary anniversary of the Rashtra Swayamsevak Sangh, the party's ideological arm, in 2025. He also alleged that there was a plan to turn a particular area in Delhi into a mini-Pakistan while referring to the 2020 riots. Although the Delhi police has filed a case against the organisers under Section 188, which is disobedience to order duly promulgated by a public servant of the Indian Penal Code for not obtaining permission to hold the event, they have not taken any action against the speech made by the BJP official. China today strongly opposed a visit by Home Minister Amit Shah to Arunachal Pradesh, alleging a violation of its sovereignty. Shah's scheduled visit to launch the Vibrant Villages program in Kibithu, a village along the India-China border, marks his first trip to the northeastern state as Home Minister. The two-day visit begins on the 10th of April, when he will also inaugurate Indo-Tibetan border police projects to augment infrastructure at various locations. The Chinese Ministry of Civil Affairs released a list of 11 places on a map that show regions in Arunachal Pradesh as those inside the southern Tibetan region, which China calls Zhangnan. Responding to questions on Shah's visit, Chinese spokesperson Wang Wenbin told Reuters that Zhangnan is China's territory, adding that, and I quote, the Indian official's visit to Zhangnan violates China's territorial sovereignty and is not conducive to the peace and tranquility of the border situation, unquote. The Indian government has outrightly rejected China's sovereignty over the region, stating that Arunachal Pradesh remains an internal part of India. The Vibrant Villages program aims to sponsor development projects for almost 3,000 villages in 19 districts across several states, including Arunachal Pradesh, Sikkim, Uttarakhand, Himachal Pradesh and the Union Territory of Ladakh. Shah will also inaugurate nine micro-hydroelectric projects and Indo-Tibetan border police projects aimed at enhancing infrastructure at several locations across India. This visit comes amidst tensions between India and China, with China recently announcing its intention to standardise the names of 11 places in Arunachal Pradesh. In response, the Indian government has rejected China's sovereignty over the region. Taiwan on Monday detected 70 warplanes and 11 ships in the surrounding waters, with China claiming that it was simulating sealing of Taiwan in a third day of drills, using an aircraft carrier to launch jets towards the island. A map of flight paths revealed Chinese jets were simulating strikes from the east, suggesting that the Chinese military is changing tactics. Analysts believe that the planes came from China's Shandong aircraft carrier, which was confirmed by the Chinese military on Monday. The US sent a guided missile destroyer through part of the South China Sea and China warned the US and Taiwan of resolute countermeasures if Taiwan's president met with US officials. These drills came after French President Emmanuel Macron and European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen left China and after Taiwan's president returned from a 10-day trip to the US and Central America. While some analysts believe that these exercises may have diminishing impact over time, others warn that China may ramp up their actions to maintain a fear factor. Since 1949, Taiwan's status has been unclear due to the Chinese Civil War, which saw the Chinese Communist Party gain power and the old government flee to Taiwan. China's President Xi Jinping has expressed the view that reunification with Taiwan is necessary. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.
and subscribe to our YouTube channel.